Thank you. So nice to be here. Um, I'm uh, even though I've never participated live in the Armadale group, I've uh, followed you for quite a few years as one of the silent lurkers that watches the recordings. And um, I've always been impressed by what a beautiful vibe your group has. And so when I was asked if I'd be available, um, I was very happy to, um, to participate. So thank you very much. Except now it seems that you're worldwide since COVID and since uh, streaming rather than doing it in person. So thank you. Um, I'm going to do the best I can. I'm not a. Um, I, I'm not a. I'm not a teacher. I'm very much a practitioner, and I've only done a few dharma talks in my life. So we'll just see how we go. And um, I also decided to take on an extra challenge and do like Ajahn Brahm advises of not planning too much. Um, uh, the details of the talk. So I'm going to going to you know, go with the flow and see what happens. But I do have a topic that sort of came out um, for this evening um, as a result of the bad weather with, that we've got here. Um, so the um, I, I had to contact Chris and Marlene um, to let them know that there's a chance that the internet connection might drop out because I live... Um, out in the wilds of southwest Victoria on the wild and woolly coast, and I've got in, uh, satellite internet connection. And when it rains or if it's thunderstorms, then it can drop out at any time. Um, and uh, where I live, this type of thing is uh, quite common for me. I have power outages and sometimes I get flooded in and all kinds of things. And so I thought a nice topic for tonight might be how to be at peace when everything is out of control. <laughs> um, because things are always out of control. Um, and we have, you know, and where I live and how I live, I can't really sustain the illusion of being in control. So I've had to learn over, um, I've been here for 23 years on my own, so I've had to learn how to go with the flow and how to be at peace with uh, out of control. So is that an okay topic? I think out of control is absolutely perfect after the state uh, after the start I gave you this evening. So yes, definitely. <laughs> ah, good. All right. Well, I'll just start with um, a very obvious statement that. Um, uh, sorry, and I'll just watch the clock and I'll, I'll just, uh, okay. Um, you know, we often uh, forget that things are out of control and especially if you're living in um, quite easily controllable circumstances. But really, all things on the planet and in the universe are subject to nature. Um, they're not in our control. Everything is dependent on conditions. Just being here is dependent on conditions and it's not really in our control. So many things can go wrong. Um, you know, it's um, 
you know, we're living in times we've just gone through COVID, you know, we've got climate change. People often forget that we are actually subject to nature. We, we are quite spoilt and cocooned by our technologies. Uh, you know, we, we take, in the Western world at least, you know, electricity for granted, communications for granted, heating for granted, food supply for granted, health care for granted. But these things aren't to be taken for granted at all. They are, they can, they can, um, they're completely unpredictable and things can collapse and change in an instant. Um, When I uh, now I live uh, I live by myself and I live on um, quite a nice size property, so it's like three hundred and fifty acres, and it's uh, called Kimavara Buddhist Sanctuary, and um, it's given over to wildlife. So um, I watch the animals all the time, uh, and so you get to see how nature operates and. You can really see how little control there is. They're dependent on the weather and what food supplies are growing, what predators are around, on all of these different things. Everything eats everything else. Everything's in competition with everything else. And life and death, um, you know, they, they, they happen any time. I've had... Um, you know, just uh, just the other day, an old man kangaroo died under the tree over there and the eagles have just finished eating him. And, um, you know, he had a very nice death. He was lucky. He died from old age and it was very peaceful. He snuggled under the tree and he's feeding a lot of animals uh, as a result. Um, and I think that this is important um, to reflect on, especially when you are living in a city life and, you know, everything is paved roads and you're really um, cocooned away from the life and death issues in most cases. And when we face these things like the death of a loved one or COVID or we get cancer or something like this, it's, it's often a real shock. But once you um, realise this, that um, everything is out of control and that we're all subject to nature, your perspective changes and uh, what's important in life changes. Uh, you move away from the acquiring and possessing of things and stuff and you focus more on the quality of how you live, how we live, we move from selfishness to selflessness towards kindness, just like in the Metta Sutta. Um, and really this comes back to getting an idea of the first noble truth, that existence is suffering or existence is unsatisfactory, it's impermanent, it's out of control. And when you realise this, um, your focus absolutely changes. So if you're not living in circumstances or conditions where this is brought home to you every day, then it's a good practice to reflect on it. Um, 
And of course, this is what the practice of sila and keeping precepts and everything is about. Um, and so when you're looking at the play of life and death every day, you also realise that you yourself can die at any moment. And the Buddha talks about this all the time, contemplating death, all the ways of death, you know, this might be my last breath and the like. But sometimes it's easy to forget when, you, when you're caught up in life and you're just looking forward and you're chasing the next thing. Um, so it's good to reflect on that. And when you really reflect on it, you come to the question of, um, you know, if this is my last day of life or if this is my last hour of life, how would I want to live this? And I find this um, a beautiful reflection and it's a fundamental pillar of my practice. I have this in mind all the time and I can say that it, it isn't morbid. It's actually the source of great happiness because um, if you live like this, then there's no remorse, there's no regrets. You're always living with the thought of harmlessness and kindness. Um, there's no guilt, there's no ruminations, you know, with the mind constantly going around. It leads to contentment and to peace. And I want to emphasize this because this is like everything is out of control. But if your focus is on the right things, on the things that lead to good and beneficial states, then the result of it is contentment and is peace. I hope that that's making some sense. Chris, is that making sense? It is most definitely making sense and definitely um, is in tune with my time that I spent living in Thailand and in Japan <laughs> and New Zealand. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Just needed to check in there. <laughs> it's a very funny thing. Um, I, I've never given a, a talk over Zoom before, I just realised. It's it's quite quite different from being face-to-face -face with people and having that interactive feeling. You, you do actually start getting the interaction a bit. So if at any stage you want to ask anybody a, a particular question or call on me, I'd be very happy to respond. Excellent. I, I will be asking later on. Thank um, you. Okay. So, um, okay. So I've just jotted a couple uh, dot points for myself in case I get brain freeze. So, <laughs> so what we're talking about here is contentment and peace as a result of getting your perspective and priorities aligned with what the Buddha said. And um, one, of the, one of the practices that I've found really helps with this is you make sure that everything is finished. So contentment comes when you're at peace with things so that they're finished. So if you think that this is my last day and you want to get everything to a state that you're happy with, that you're content with, and it's finished, 
There's no ongoing business. Even if, you know, tomorrow continues and the next day and next year, um, it's this attitude of I have done the best that I can do. I have been harmless. I have um, cultivated good states as much as I can. And that's good enough. And it's finished. And you can draw a line under it. And um, like just going back to the internet stuff, so when I was a bit worried that uh, the internet connection would finish, uh, would cut off and, um, you know, uh, so I emailed and I made sure that everybody knew and everything and I knew that I'd done the best that I can and the rest is in the hands of nature. You can draw a line under it and you're finished. And you can heave a sigh of relief. The rest is out of control. It's nature. Nothing to do with me. Nothing I can do. Yet feeling content about it. No worries. No fear. So there's no remorse, no regrets, and you're completely happy with yourself. And I think that this is part of it that... Um, doesn't get mentioned too often, but the importance of these practices is actually to be happy with yourself. You know, that um, that's the only thing that we have any power over at all is to make um, the best choices that we can. And if you know that you've made the best choices that you can, then you can be happy with yourself and then you're content and you're joyful. So one of the things one of, uh, is every day, every night before I go to bed, I make sure everything is finished. So it's like I draw a line under every day. Um, for many years I had a practice of a daily review where I'd actually go back before going to sleep and think of everything that I'd done that day. And if there was something that I wasn't happy with, you know, if I'd said something, it was short-tempered or inconsiderate, um, then I would resolve to do better and to be aware of it and to look at why it happened and um, to make amends if that, if that is an appropriate thing to do and then to draw a line under it and to forgive myself or to ask forgiveness from others. And you do this immediately. Um, so then you go to sleep with no regret and no remorse and it's peaceful and calm and beautiful. Uh, it's letting go. It's hard to let go and to be at peace if things are not finished. So um, I just want to emphasise that as an attitude to carry with you to be finished. So this is also a very uh, beautiful and peaceful um, angle on Maranusati. So this is the contemplation of death because uh, if one uh, is facing death, um, usually, well, not usually, but sometimes it's a complete surprise. So if you carry this attitude of being finished with you all the time, of being completed all of the time, then there's no, 
not such fear of death because there's no regrets, there's no remorse, there's nothing tying you here, there's no unfinished business. It's easy to let go. It's easy to be at peace. There's no guilt. It, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a mind that's perfectly at ease and content. Living well, causing no harm or suffering, you're unafraid, and living lightly, just like the Metta Sutta. Metta Sutta is such a beautiful sutta. And um, really, if you live like that, every day you can be happy, be at peace, and be finished, and let go. So this, I want to... Um, let this move into meditation because meditation is about letting go and being at peace. And in a way, when we sit down to meditate, and I know many of you have been meditating for many, many years and there's many methods and many techniques, but one that I like uh, and that I'm going to do today is um, to be finished to let go, to be thankful and happy with things and um, rest in peace. Just rest in peace, happy and content. So the purpose of uh, meditation is basically to go inside so we're leaving the world. So if you've got unfinished business and tethers to the world and your mind's going out, 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 it's going to be much harder to leave that and go in. And we want to go in. So you want to have that attitude of being finished. You're finished with the outside. So I think this is a good Point to start to go into the meditation. I'm going to start with a um, uh, body scan and with the aim of uh, tranquilizing the body and then tranquilizing the mind. And I would encourage you not to do anything but just to be open to what is revealed. And once you're inside mind, you can just rest. Rest. I don't think we have enough time to really do explorations um, and direction of the mind, but just accept, be open and gently curious. And the mind can rest within itself. So it's no longer um, restless. It can be resting in peace. So... Um, I'll just set my little meditation alarm because otherwise there's no way I'll know when half an hour is over. <laughs> Oops. I might uh, dim the light a little. And uh, please sit comfortably. Please sit comfortably and close your eyes. And just breathe in and out a few times. Oh. Thinking of being finished, what is done is done, being happy with yourself 
and content and letting go. Breathing in and out a few times, getting grounded. So now is the time for the body to relax. And I'm always grateful to the body. And if we're finished with things, I'd like to express that gratitude to the body. Focusing. Thank you, Faith. You worked so hard. You carry the entire weight. I'm plodding around on the earth, 
You're providing the solid footing. Thank you, feet. And thank you, ankles. All the bones and the sinews. Providing stability and balance. You've done such a great job. Thank you, ankles. And moving up the calves. Be at ease. Nothing to do. Sitting comfortably. Hello, knees. Thank you, knees. Worked so many years, getting a bit old, getting a bit achy. Thank you. Letter to the knees. Moving up the thighs. It's great big muscles. Working so hard. Such a long time. Be at ease now. Relax. Nothing to do. No duties, no obligations. It's your time to rest and relax. And onto the hips. Lower back.
Thank you. Be at ease and relax. Let the chair or cushion support you now. And just fade away. Nothing to do. No need for tension. And up that one. Each vertebrae. And going around to the front of the abdomen. All the organs. Thank you, organs. Thank you, organs. Intestines, liver, diaphragm. Dear diaphragm, how hard you work, lungs. Thank you for every breath. Done such a great job. Thank you. Breathing will just look after itself now. Just let it go. Upper back. Big shoulder muscles, shoulder blades. Always there. 
always there to arms, biceps, the elbows, forearms, wrists, elephants. Thank you. Thank you. And back up the arms. Do your shoulder blades, collarbone, face of the neck. Give it a stretch if you want. I need to make everything comfortable. No stress, no strain. Relaxed, bathed in metta and gratitude. Let the metta and gratitude wash over everything and let it disappear. Nothing to do. Just rest. Up the neck. Up the skull. The skull. There's any muscles still tensing, still trying to do their duty. You can stop now. Relax. Time to rest. Beautiful safety, security, peace. You're finished. Washing down the face across your forehead, around your eyes, your nose, your mouth, chin. Relax.
Ayúdame. Ante tus pies. Tus pies. The works are back. Hearing all the time. Listening. No need to listen anymore. Finish. Rest. Eyes. Rest. Dear peace. No sights to bombard you. No sights to draw your attention. Hello, mind. No sights bombarding you. Let all the senses go. You're so diligent, working all the time, thinking, 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 perceiving, responding. Done a great job. Finish now. Finish now. Rest. Let go and rest. Be at ease and enjoy the peace.
Sometimes it just doesn't feel right to talk after meditating. <laughs> so um, I'm happy to, uh, if anyone has any questions or if there are any reflections or if there's stuff that's been going on that is causing you not to be peaceful, Please feel free. I'm just going to change my screen. Well, I have a smart. I have... okay, Martha. Would you like to go ahead, please? I have a question. I, I, I could you tell me again what the two? There were two like foundational things that if that two foundational things about, I can't remember because I was trying to, two foundational um, elements to, to consider. And then the, what the question for reflection is related to death and dying. So I could just get those down. May I? You said that everything is impermanent and then something else too. Out of control? <laughs> out of control. Everything's out of control. Yep. Okay. Yep. One so, yeah, it's not in our control. That's right. It's not in and, our control. Yes. And then what is the your reflection that you reflect on daily that you said? And I love this meditation. Ah. Uh, it's uh, when I sort of do my daily review, it's, um, yes. you know, to reflect on um, conduct, but not in a judgmental type of way, but just in taking stock. And the purpose is to not accumulate regret. So if uh, there's something that causes regret or remorse, you want to fix it 
you don't want to accumulate any regret. You want to fix it, have no unfinished business. So um, if it's just reflecting on why you did something and how you could do it better, then that's Is that my internet or hers? Uh, Viveka, you seem to be breaking up a little there. Oh, that was so good. I wanted to know that. That's very helpful. Yes, I like the finishing I, I part. Agree. Finishing the day with uh, actually and finishing everything with the day is an excellent way. Um, it looks like Viveka may. Even all throughout the day. Will she be able to hear us when it comes back? uh she will be able to hear us if she gets yes she's just dropped out so hopefully she'll sign back in again yes martha that's an excellent point absolutely excellent point well, when i was homeless and everything was gone the only way that i survived was finding what can i do right now that i can actually finish and uh, that's the only way I survived trying to get through the big things was getting through those small things. But also, too, that uh, it's very peaceful to think I'm finished with the body just for right now during meditation, not being bombarded, you know. Thank you. I want her to know that. Well, if she comes back in, <laughs> we can definitely, definitely. Um, Gita, you, did you want to make a comment on this topic? Um, I wonder if uh, you are asking about the death contemplation because that was the other point she raised. Yes. Did anybody catch the reflection that she that the question she asked herself? The stuff like, "How do I want to die? How do I want to die?" or something like that. That was what the question was. Anybody catch that? I think there were a few. Um, reflections just in that death reflection whether I would die tonight whether I would be awake tomorrow have I there was some there was a series of uh, questions that she was putting to herself to become aware of death I can't right, remember so what just... I can't okay. remember the questions because <laughs> yeah she talked about how it's not morbid it helps her to be free and, yeah, it's, it's, it's the most wonderful thing that I've actually experienced a few, several times in my life where I've just felt so free in myself that death just seems completely immaterial. I'm not frightened of dying, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, it's peaceful. I saw it once. Well, I think we'll just open this up for a discussion if you're all happy and uh, just sharing things together if if you would like. Uh, that would be a wonderful um, way to uh, complete. And and if, if Vivica comes back in, um, of course, we'll let her take over again. So if you'd like to just share some reflections from your lives or from what you've heard this evening, it would be wonderful. I wanted to ask something, Chris. Yeah, Nikki, yes. Wonderful. Well, I understand about, it's quite similar to 
program this the kind of reflection the there's a 10th step and things in this 12 step so it reminded me of the 12 step program and I understand about getting to the end of the day and not having any unfinished business I think that's a really good um because the idea however there's some bigger things and if I'm thinking about like relationships with um, family members or people I've had to break contact with I have no contact with that's completely unfinished business and it's ongoing but I can't just finish that doesn't feel like I can just finish that for the sake of having unfinished business I wish I could then it makes me feel like I'm not doing it right Mm. <laughs> but I feel the same. I Thank feel the same know. about that. I feel the same, and you know, the only thing that I can do to uh to deal with that unfinished thing is uh I know they want me to be happy, and so when those thoughts come up, I that's what I'm gonna be because I know even though we're not in contact with each other, they do want me to be happy. And that's what I'm trying to do because I feel the same about certain unfinished business and it br brings up such nervousness because I just have some awkward relationships and toxic ones too that I stay away from and I want them to be happy. Mm. And so I send them that, but I don't want to be responsible for it. But I feel that same unfinished business thing too. And then I think, well, what do they want me to be? I'll just be happy. And that because that's what they want me to be happy and healthy, happy in a healthy way. I wonder if one of the ways of thinking about um, attending to that unfinished business is well, what, given the conditions that exist right now, what steps can I take to um, finish this business? And I might not have the capacity or the conditions might not be right to completely resolve a a relationship and that might never happen but have I done what's possible for myself right now to live with integrity something like that so it's a much smaller um, expectation not not solving the problem as she said life's out of control we can't solve all the problems but um, what is within my capacity right now um, to do so a much more modest understanding of unfinished business rather than solve climate change kind of thing you know can i take some steps which are possible just, just Trish, Trish last week who sat with me um always said to me when she was teaching me meditation many years ago put a full stop at the end of your thoughts and um, it just like you say, that's not always easy to do, um, Martha, but it's an interesting point. And here we have Viveka coming back to answer the question herself. So, <laughs> oh, wonderful. Um, just one moment. Viveka, welcome back. Are you coming in? Oh, there you are, love. Welcome back. <laughs> Uh, if you'd like to unmute yourself, dear, would you like to unmute yourself? We'd love to hear from you. Oh, excellent. Everything out of control started to rain. Well, you chose the topic. <laughs> and it has slipped out of control again, Viveka, unfortunately. Oh, there we go. 
Okay, Viveka, we've just been carrying on discussion. Uh, Martha, do you want to add anything? Nikki, would you like to add anything uh, to what you've just said and address oh, it? I just wanted you to hear directly from me. It was so, that is, I really enjoyed that meditation about finishing things. I, I'm you. obsessive. And um, it, so, which is not great. You know, it can be a real burden, but I, I've never went been through meditation like that about just being finished for right now even just during the meditation with the bombardment of sights and sounds and smells and tastes and drinks glove glove and smoking and blah 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 and whatever just for right now i'm gonna be finished with the body that was very helpful thank you for that i wanted you to know that and so I, sorry, Viveka, would you like to carry on? Hmm. No, I'm uh, open to anything that uh, anyone wants, but um, it is raining, so I may just vanish at any moment. Oh, well, that's all right. <laughs> we'll expect the unexpected. And um, I have a point in the chat that someone would like to have answered. Vivika, how did you how do you handle the fear of living alone, uh, growing old alone? And do you what do you think about who will take care of you if you are, are alone? How do you handle this? And has this thought ever crossed your mind? Thank you. It crosses my mind all the time. And I don't have any fear because I'm happy, I'm contented, I have no regrets and no remorse, and if I drop dead now, that's okay. That's actually okay. And um, I have thought a lot, and, you know, my family, because uh, my health isn't great, and, you know, sometimes they get worried, and it's pretty wild out here, like it's inaccessible at times. And um, I live with a lot of snakes. So this, this afternoon there was the first snake of the season. We're just coming to the end of winter. And um, But those things no longer have a power to induce fear if you, if you followed the path. And um, if you resolve these things, because it's nature, you see, it's out of control. It's only our desire to control that causes fear. Um, and, but you can't control it. And so if you keep grasping and trying to control it, you will be subject to fear. It's like cause and effect. You want to control? It's impossible to control. You're going to fail. There'll be fear. There'll be suffering. This is the whole thing about the first noble truth. Is that is that enough? <laughs> I could see a lot of nodding going on in the background there, Viveka. And yes, I think that's probably enough. Uh, no, an excellent answer. Uh, just looking down. Uh, Yes, actually, somebody's brought up snakes or protective nagas. As in the naga, the dragon that lives under the city. Yes, we respect because these are tiger snakes, which are highly uh, venomous. You know, they're six times more venomous than king cobras. And um, 
But yeah, I tell you, you know, some people might think it's a bit out there, but I swear that it's a wonderful thing for practice because you have to be mindful. You have to be mindful all the time. And uh, it's great. It's great for practice. Okay, thank you, Viveka. Is there anybody else who would like to unmute and take this opportunity to uh, make a comment or ask a question? Can I ask a question? Oh, Gloria, I'd love you to, please. Yeah. Um, my question is how do you, how to find the courage to let go? I sometimes feel like it's like, I sometimes have this image like I'm standing in um, near the cliff. And then letting go is like jumping down the cliff and then I have no idea what's down there. And I just, I, I'm like, I always wonder how to like, I don't have courage in this moment, but I'm curious, like how, how to have the courage to jump down that cliff. Thank you. Yeah, well, there's, there's two uh, ways. One is when you're going away, right? You're jumping off of something to get away from it. And the other is that you're jumping towards something. So, you know, and one is the, um, you know, when you see the dukkha in existence, you're jumping away. But the other thing is, when you're jumping off the cliff, imagine you're going to land on a beautiful, fluffy, white cloud of happiness. <laughs> if you, if that's your attitude and that's what you think, well, whoa, you want to jump off that cliff because you're going to something good. You're not going to anything scary. And if you've been a good person, you've, you've, you know, you know what kinds of things lead to good states and, and beneficial things. And if you've done that, there's nothing to be afraid of. You know, you're just going to swap one body for another of some kind, you know, whether it's a physical body or a fine material body, formless body. And if you're really lucky, you'll be totally finished. Just finished. Beautiful. They, 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 you can come back if that's not good enough. Thank you, Sandra. Go ahead. Viveka, just for a bit of fun. So do you do you chant the Kanda Parita, the loving kindness towards the royal tribes of snakes? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, it's not so funny because when I first came here, I almost had a phobia of snakes you know I would my heart would be going I'd be so scared that I'd get dizzy and think I'm going to faint and there was a time that I did stand not too far away from the snakes and do loving kindness and uh, it took it's taken years but I was very proud of myself today first snake of the season total surprise my heart rate didn't even increase. <laughs> so it does, all of those things work. But I know that you meant it sort of as a fun, but it, it, it also works. Nice to see you, Sandra. You too. I just remember at Santi there was a snake that got into the um, the area where they serve all the dana, like where we all sit and have dana. And 
Venerable Prasanna, who I call Venerable Coffee, was at the monastery by herself and she had to chase this snake out of the Dana area. And someone gave the suggestion on Facebook afterwards, you should chant the Kanda Parita. And she said, I will be chanting that every day during summer. <laughs> the snakes will go away by themselves. We have a they lot will. of funny <laughs> Actually, because um, views are one of the other things that um, I like talking about that, uh, you know, they're not always helpful. And so a lot of the views we have about snakes cause the fear, you know. Mm. Yes, well, we have plenty of snakes around the house here in Laos as well, and um, including cobras in, the, in one of the large trees, so... Yes, it's an interesting one. And yes, it is the views. Um, personally, I never see them unless they're pointed out to me because in New Zealand, we don't have to look for them. But <laughs> well, I'm blithely unaware, so most of the time. Does anybody else like to raise a comment or ask a question? Perfectly content. And satisfied. <laughs> but Baker, I also love your story about the old man kangaroo who has died by the tree and now providing food for all the animals. It's such a lovely way to look at the cycle of life. It's a really uh, quite an amazing thing. Um, you know, that's nice because he just died peacefully and no problems. But I also watch um, hunting and killing and eating, and that can be quite interesting. Uh, can I take a couple of minutes just to tell a story? Oh, I think that would be excellent, Viveka. Excellent, please. So um, one of... Uh, Last year, I think it was, um, just on the hill here, I was watching and I have wedge-tailed eagles and there's also foxes. And the wedge-tailed eagles had found a fox den. And, um, and I got my binoculars out, <clears throat> so I was watching really up close. I could see all the expressions on their face and everything else. So the fox den, you know, she had little cubs. They were just starting to come out of the den. And, of course, the wedge-tailed eagle was also a mother and it also had a nest and it also had babies. So um, I watched as the mother fox tried to scare away the big wedge-tailed eagle. And wedge-tailed eagles are huge. You know, they've got two-metre wingspan. They're very impressive. And the mother fox, she really did her best. And you could see she's going, oh, go away, go away. But she couldn't really attack the eagle. And the eagle's partner was not far away. And she tried whatever she could. And it lasted for a long time, uh, well over half an hour. And then um, she abandoned her cubs and the eagles ate them. And um, as I was watching this, 
because that's another thing that's really interesting to play with perception because views and perceptions and all of these things. So in watching this scene unfold, there's no the truth, right? There's the perspective of mudita for the eagles, that it got food to feed its young. And there's the perspective of karuna for the fox and its babies when the mother had to watch its babies get eaten. And both of them applied. And it's such an interesting thing because it's how you apply attention and what you look at, what mind state you actually cultivate. Is it compassion or is it joy? Right? Which one is it? It's both. And um, nature gives us such opportunities to, to look at these things. So, yes. <laughs> I, I have a question for you, uh, Viveka. Uh, living by yourself in a very isolated part of the country, in a country that is very old, uh, do you get troubled with wandering spirits or feeling uh, feelings of having wandering spirits uh, around you? In this location, I haven't. I've uh, once or twice in my life, I've uh, felt sort of not happy spirits, but um, either I've changed or the spirits have changed, but everything is very welcoming here. And um, in living alone, you, you know, you can't have those gremlins in your mind, so you need to be quite comfortable that when fear or dread is coming upon you, how to deal with it. And uh, metta is wonderful. You know, you just send metta to anything and um, you can turn it around. And even if there's some feeling of, you know, not nice feeling, you drench it in metta and it's all good, you know. But most of the time here, it's, it's very positive. It's, it's, I feel embraced. I actually feel embraced and protected. And I try to reciprocate. So I try to live lightly and um, do no harm to any creature of any kind. Um, and it's, it's, it's a privilege. Yes, I feel that in our home in Laos. Uh, we have a very old tree in the garden and we have a spirit living in the tree. And the spirit uh, got very concerned one day when we cut a tree and the person cutting the tree came down and went into a trance and called up a medium after he came out of the trance to come and talk with the spirit. And after that, uh, we've been practicing what you said, embracing the spirit. I can feel her uh, running up my backbone every now and again, and while I'm talking about her now. And um, I think we've come into a peaceful, protective relationship, mutually protective relationship. That's beautiful. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Yes. <laughs> She's making me tingle now. <laughs> oh, so it's lovely to have her here with us. That's so nice. Well, um, is there anybody else who'd like to make a comment or ask a question? It's a wonderful chance. Yeah. Yes, thank uh, you. Chris, just a... Uh, when Viveka was talking about the 
um, that experience of now feeling embraced and protected, I it crossed my mind that you have done exactly what the Buddha taught told those monks who first came out of the woods and said they can't meditate there because of the harassment from all the spirits and so on. And the Buddha said, go and chant this verse, the Karaniyamitta Sutta. And then it will, you know, as you develop the metta this way, and that's what you've done. And so the spirits then, you know, they were looking after the monks and so that was the origin, wasn't it, of the Karaniyamitta Sutta. Yes, I feel that she, she That's gives so beautiful. dreams. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, it is beautiful. Carry on, Viveka. Mm. And uh, it just so happens that when, um, you know, I turned this place into Kimavara, I used the Karaniya Metta Sutta as the grounding principle. So it's actually always here. That's the grounding principle uh, in operation here. So thank you for telling me that because, um, God, that's so great. <laughs> and thank you too. And thank you, Gita. Thank you very much. Oh. Would you like to leave us with a blessing? Uh, because we're coming to the magic time of saying good evening. Uh, Viveka, would you like to offer us a blessing for this evening? I don't really uh, know any formal Oh, well, you just um, like to offer us a time to respect the order. I can just, well, if someone wants to do that, but I'll just wish you all, may you all be happy and well and at ease and peaceful and harmless and happy. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect words. Thank you, Viveka. It's been wonderful to have you here with us this evening. We look forward to your next session and uh, we look forward to seeing you all next week. And uh, I'm sure next week will be wonderful as well. Thank you for coming and joining us this evening, Viveka. I can see people have raised their hands and clapping, and there are thank yous and great wishes to you in the chat as well, Viveka. So please come back again soon. Thank you so very much, and I'll see you next time. That would be wonderful. Thank Looking you. forward. Bye. To all the best, Viveka. All, all thank the very you, thank you, Viveka. Thank you. 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 That was very helpful and interesting.